Hello, welcome back to ASMR Quest. I am your level one Whispermancer, John Tyler, joined, as always, by Ian Fox, your zero level Tingle Boy. Uh, I hope you enjoyed that that new intro, listeners. We're really trying to step up the professionalism on this here podcast. We practiced that intro literally 22 times. That's, uh, that is a false statement. Ian is lying to, to you, listeners. Uh, listeners, I'd also like to take this moment to apologize for my voice. I've had a cold all week. Uh, we delayed recording in the hopes that I would sound less like I was sick. but And, and I do sound less like I'm sick. But I'm not 100% better. So hopefully you'll bear with us through this episode. It just adds a little bit of um, sort of luster to your voice, John, I think. It's sort of, it's like an old burnished pot. <laughs> that's your voice. That's, that's beautiful. I really like that, Ian. Thank so I think, I think that our listeners will appreciate. And, you know, the, you might have the real risk of they'll want you to be sick every week. Oh no! So I sort of prepared for that, I, John. I don't know that I'll be able to maintain that. Um, I guess I could work on it. Um, mm-hmm. I could probably find a way to get myself sick more often. Yeah. Although there would probably be, be some sort of, of cruel, um, as irony there, where if you keep on getting yourself sick, eventually, you know, you're just going to have such a hardy immune system that you're never going to get sick again. Yeah, that is a real concern. Mm-hmm. Uh, or alternatively, I might just get so sick I die. <laughs> well, Either a... of which would be pretty tragic. <laughs> and then it'd be your funeral, and and one of us would have to say, you know, he died doing what he loved, um, <laughs> trying to contract additional illnesses for his ASMR <laughs> podcast. <laughs> trying to please then, the fans, Ian. Listeners, then you would all be culpable. You would have murdered a man. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I'd call the I, cops on you. <laughs> well, uh, now that we've established that Ian is willing to call the cops on our listeners if uh, they was if if they um, indirectly murder me, I think it's time that we move into the indulgence corner to just let the fans know how much we care. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've already established that I, I am willing to get sick for the fans, potentially. What are the fans uh, willing to do for us? Well, Ian, it looks like they are not willing to leave any additional ratings and reviews on iTunes, nor are they willing to send us any emails. <laughs> John, I'm going uh, to make a motion that we actually um, stop doing the indulgence <laughs> corner when there's there's nothing to indulge in, because it's, it's a little too sad. It is quite sad. Uh, we have continued to get a fair number of likes on Twitter from both Odin's Bitch and Jay Stroud, uh, our most dedicated fans. Mm-hmm. So I'd, I'd... Thank you, Odin's Bitch and Jay Stroud on Twitter. Uh, I'd also like to take this moment to do something that we have not really been doing for a long time, but we should probably do like every episode, uh, and that is to thank Jonathan Stroud for our theme song. Yeah, thank you, and also to thank Jonathan Stroud for that lovely ASMR video that he sent us. <laughs> the Floby one from yeah, like the Floby one two months I... ago. <laughs> Burger. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> I don't quite uh, know how editing works, but I assume that'll be helpful. Yeah, that was a, a little um, was something Ian threw in there to help me edit out uh, something he said that he, I guess, wasn't supposed to. Although he didn't finish saying it, so I don't know what it was that he wasn't supposed to say. But he he threw in burger uh, to help me find the spot so I could cut it out.
Uh, now that I've said that, <laughs> burger. <laughs> so, so burger is something that Ian threw in to help me edit out something he wasn't supposed to say. Uh, so I'm going to leave in the burger listeners for your enjoyment. Like how many burgers, though, John? Is this, are, is this sort of a uh, two patty situation? Oh, well, I think I have to leave in the second burger, but I think I'm going to leave out the first one because you fucked up in between. <laughs> That's why you threw in the second burger. John, it wasn't a fuck up. It was very intentional. Okay, well, can I leave that part in or not? That was unclear. Well, no, you can't leave it in, John. I, just, I was intentionally... <laughs> <Fuck> you. <laughs> <laughs> Let's move on to side quests. Okay, excellent. Uh, Ian, have you gone on any exciting side quests since we last spoke? Um, well, I've been checking out the ASMR subreddit, and it appears that the YouTube monetization uh, problems uh, continue to happen for a lot of ASMR artists. For those who aren't in the loop, YouTube has been implementing a sort of more stringent auto-review system for videos, where they flag content that may not be appropriate for advertisers. The idea being that, you know, if I'm... If I'm Ford or something, and I just I give a million dollars to Google and say buy me a whole bunch of YouTube ad spots, I'm not going to you know go through the channels myself to see where the ads are appearing. But it, it might be the case that you know there's there might be some content that I don't want to be associated with the Ford brand, like maybe maybe there's like a Toyota fan show or something. I don't want Ford on on that. I don't want any anywhere near that. Right, that makes sense. Hellhole. Um, and I think it's, it's mostly just for like, you know, pornographic videos or sort of sexual videos or videos with, with, you know, sort of content that might be objectionable to some people. Okay. And so the ASMR videos are like erroneously being tagged as like sexual content. Mm-hmm. And there was an interesting, okay. there was an interesting discussion I was hearing from some other YouTubers, uh, and they were basically mm-hmm. saying, you know, there's, there's a process where, you know, you you get told when you upload your video, oh, your video's been auto-flagged as not fit for advertisers, so it's been demonetized. You can then um, basically push a button to get a, this decision reviewed by a person. Okay. Um, and, and what they say is they've, they've never heard of an instance of this uh, manual review being successful. And really? they do not actually think that it is being done by a person. Because, like, you'll hit it, and then, like, 20 minutes later, you'll get told, like, uh, it's, uh, it is remaining demonetized. Uh, and then sometimes, uh, much later, it will silently be remonetized. As if a oh, human wow. finally got around to doing it, and they're like, oh yeah, no, it's fine. Oh, that sounds terrible. How does, what is their, what are their criteria when you upload it for deciding that it is not I'm eligible not for sure. advertising? And I'm not sure that they, uh, make, like a very explicit guideline for that either. I think it's just sort of a, you know, that they, they've probably got some sort of fun little ML system in place. Yeah, I, I can't imagine that there's like, I mean, I, I, you're, you would be more up to date on this than I would, but I, I wasn't under the impression that like, I, I was under the impression that being able to like, um, determine what type of content was in a video using some sort of machine learning algorithm or really any type of algorithm was like a problem that had not really been solved. Um, it's difficult. Uh, there's, so I mean, there's, there's a whole thing like, you know, in terms of low level actions, people are getting better at detecting those in videos. Things like, oh, there was a slam dunk in this video or, 
oh, there's a car being driven in this video. Oh, okay. Um, pornography detection is actually not that difficult of a problem, because um, pornographic videos have a lot of sort of distinctive features which you would not see in most normal videos. That's fair. Uh, I think oh, I think YouTube already had like a, a porn filter on before. You can't put porn on YouTube. Okay. That's what RedTube's for, guys. <laughs> so and a million so, other options. So if you're looking to continue to support your favorite ASM artist, the best way to do so is, you know, probably through Patreon or PayPal or whatever. Hmm. Giving directly to the content creators. John, do you give directly to any content creators? Um, I don't. I've been meaning to, uh, actually, no, that's not true. I do, I am a, um, donor to, uh, the, to MaxFun. Um, and I've been meaning to send, um, some money to the, uh, Worst City of All Time boys. Mm-hmm. But I have not done that yet. Shameful. I know. <laughs> Terrible. Uh, <laughs> well, but John, we're supporting the ASMR community by um doing these sort of rigorous fact finding missions. I like We are. <laughs> yeah, that was a that was a very interesting side quest. I, I did not know that. And uh I, I really enjoyed it. So thank you, Ian. Thank you, John. Uh, I have some side quests uh that I would like to talk about as well. Um so I uh, since we last recorded, I watched a uh, DeLuca ASMR video. Um he was recommended to me by Krista who uh, was uh, our guest uh, one week while you were out. Um, it was a ear cleaning medical role play video, and I just wanted to mention that it that I also uh, fairly recently had my ear cleaned at the doctor, and the experience was very different. Oh, it was not <laughs> similar to the ASMR role play video. <laughs> it was not. Wow, uh, I never would have expected that to be the case. Oh, but tell me about your ear cleaning, John. Um, it's pretty gross, and they basically just, like, they've got, like, a a spray bottle, essentially, but, Mm -hmm. like, with a very concentrated spray that they just, like, stick the end of it. Well, it's on, it's a more flexible end, so they can sort of, Mm -hmm. like, stick it in your ear a little ways, and then they spray the thing, and Mm -hmm. it's a little uncomfortable, but it just sort of, like, flushes everything out out of your ear. Yeah, I've cleaned out my ears before. Um, where I, what I did is I, I got a little kit from the, the pharmacy, uh, and it just had like some earwax softener drops, and you sort of put those mm-hmm. in your ear. Yeah, you, yep. you lay around for like half an hour, and <laughs> then you sort of gently flush out the ear with like a turkey baster, basically, with some warm water. Yeah, like yeah, this was more of a, a sp- more of a spray than a turkey baster. Hmm. A powerful spray. And what I found, I remember what I found is that I feel like for several days afterwards, I my earwax felt weird. <laughs> and I don't I don't know that it really it really did a great job of cleaning out my earwax, but I also wasn't super sure that I needed to do it to begin with. It just it was on sale and I thought it looked like fun. <laughs> yeah, honestly, I can't say that I like noticed a difference in my hearing or like the feeling of my ear afterwards. Um, but supposedly I needed it. Nice. Uh, so how does this compare to the ASMR roleplay experience, John? Uh, I would, I would recommend the ASMR roleplay experience over the real thing. Well, what do they do um, in the ASMR you... roleplay experience? Uh, so the ASMR roleplay experience, uh, there's a lot more preamble. Um, 
They don't really... <laughs> well, actually, uh, I think we talked about this a little bit before when we were watching a medical role play, where I was saying, and I think I sort of stand by this, if there was that degree of preamble in a medical visit, I think I would be frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, they're much like, more business-like at a real uh, medical visit. Like, I've got other things to do, and you're a doctor. I'm sh- you've, you've got a very full <laughs> waiting room out there. <laughs> I yeah. appreciate the personal touch, but... <laughs> um, and then uh, there's a, a lot more scooping and uh, brushing, I guess, uh, in the role play than in real life. Yeah, like I said, in real life, it's... It, they just kind of spray. There's not really much else that goes on. Uh, I do feel a like a whole spray bunch of different be, tools in the role play. Sorry, what? I feel like a spray could be a sort of ASMR type thing. Oh yeah, no, I, I also did watch a spray recent or a video recently that did have um, some spray in it. It was a Heather Feather head massage video. It was ASMR Ultimate Head and Scalp Massage Role Play Realistic Binaural Sounds Relaxation by Heather Feather ASMR. I don't really have too much to say about that one, but it, it did have some a spray bottle in it that she used. I also just want to mention, I really like Heather Feather's weird, uh, super close-up camera work that she does. And not all, but most of her videos, as far as I can tell. Where, like, you very rarely see her entire face at once. It's like, a lot of the time, she's so close to the camera that her mouth is cut off, as well as part of her forehead, and it's just, like, her nose and eyes... Uh, plus her hair kind of comes in part of her, like, obscures her face a little bit as well. So, despite having watched a couple of her videos at this point, I still don't really feel like I know what she looks like. And I, mm. I kind of enjoy the mystery. Maybe it's a sort of puzzle where you have to go through all of her videos and assemble a, a replica of her face. Sort of like a jigsaw puzzle. Maybe. Well, I am also scrolling through the recommended videos on the side, and I can see from the thumbnails that there are some videos that she has where... You do see her full face, oh. but I don't know. But I, how I do you know that's the real Heather other, Feather, John? I, I guess I don't, because uh, there's quite a few of them oh. <laughs> uploaded by <laughs> her by her channel. It's all a ruse, John. It's all an intricate ARG. Yeah, but I, I haven't noticed any other ASM artists doing that like extreme close up so often, where like you just don't really see their face a lot. Uh, it seems to be. Something that she does, and it's, like, kind of unique to her. Uh, and then, oh, I had one other side quest. Uh, I've also been to the dentist since the last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. And um, I have not recently watched any dentist roleplay ASMR videos, but I know they exist. And I think we've talked about this before, how we can't really see how even a roleplay of going to the dentist would be sort of enjoyable. It is. The dentist like, is the anti-ASMR. Yeah, it is. I mean, like... I don't, like, dread going to the dentist or anything. It's not like it's a horrible, unpleasant experience. But it's it's certainly, like, it is not relaxing. It is... I'd like does to not see the person who enjoys going to the dentist. Yeah, it's like, a lot of it really kind of makes my skin crawl. And in, like, in a negative way. Actually, like, no, I can they think scrape of... scrape your teeth, it's the worst. I can think of someone who would enjoy going to the dentist. Who? Someone with a cavity. You ever have like one of those one of those cavities gets to the part where it's sort of aching? Uh, no. So I actually that was so I went to the dentist twice, and one of those times was to get uh, a cavity filled. Um, but it was not at the point where I had any idea that I had a cavity. If it were yeah. not for like the X rays and their investigation, I would have had no idea. 
Mm-hmm. So it it wasn't like relieving in any way. It's just sort of a something I did. I remember having one of those when I was a kid. Still had my little baby teeth. Still had my penchant for apple juice, which let me tell you, not good for the teeth. Um, <laughs> and oh boy, it is that you. It is a treat to go to the dentist when you got your, yourself a toothache. That's good to know. I don't think I've ever had a toothache. Well, I wouldn't recommend it. All right. Brush and floss every day, listeners. Every hour. (laughs) (laughs) So anyways, I want you to brush till your teeth, or till till your gums bleed. It's the only way to be sure it's clean. Mm Mm-hmm. Every day. Brush until your tongue bleeds. (laughs) Because your gums, you know, your gums might be bleeding left, right, and center. But your tongue, the tongue is the real bellwether of the mouth. (laughs) Um, so now that we've dispensed some nice dental advice, is it time to move on to our main quest? I think it is. Um, yeah, I think it's time to move on to the main quest. And I say, hey! What a wonderful uh, kind of day! I, I really had thought this we one was over, but... and play! I get guess along not. We're... With each other. Okay, listeners, we're gonna, we're gonna get through this one as fast as possible. That's right, listeners. And Ian, you thought it was gone, but it's we back. We all did. We all hoped. The Arthur Corner is here. I killed Very my balance, John. I killed the Indulgences Corner. But the yeah. Arthur Corner lives on. The Arthur Corner, it's not an every week segment. It's a sometimes segment. It's a sometimes segment. So it's what's a fan the, favorite. What is the, what's the special occasion today? Well, uh, Ian, today I learned that back in February, uh, The Late Show with Stephen Colbert did a little skit where the Arthur theme song was performed by Ziggy Marley, John Batiste, and Chance the Rapper. It is more in the style of the original theme song than uh, the Chance remake, or, yeah, re- remake that he has performed that we talked about previously. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's, it's very enjoyable, very pleasant. I would recommend looking up this little skit from The Late Show with Stephen Colbert. Excellent. And now I'm ready for the main quest. Wow. We made it through. So our... our Sorry, what? I was just telling the listeners that we made it through. All right. Uh, <laughs> and like I said, it's a fan favorite. The listeners, it is a fan favorite. They, they love that segment. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you love that segment, write in. Uh, we'll listeners, see what the response is. You never want to hear it again, write in. Oh, wow. That's, we'll see where that one goes. <laughs> uh, so, our main quest this week, we listened to the ASMR podcast. Well, I'm going to I'm going to qualify this a little bit, John. Uh, yeah. I think that so the ASMR podcast, this is something I didn't really understand about the ASMR podcast before starting to listen to it. It's actually a bunch of podcasts sort of interspersed. Uh and I personally yeah, yeah. I only listen to Blue Steel. Yeah, no, that was, that was the I I was also going to explain that cuz that was explicitly what I told you to do. Okay, that's good. Uh, <laughs> um, so, but I mean, I'm not sure we can say that we've really listened to the ASMR podcast because there's all sorts of things. There's Whisper Sparkles, okay, yes. there's Hermetic Kitten, ASMR Becca, Sleep yeah, Whispers, so it, Northern Whispers, ASMR University, is, Sherlock ASMR, The Oracle. It is one Nicholas, podcast feed. They bring in I think that's guests, Dr. ASMR Michael. God damn it. Oh, fuck. They bring in guest ASM artists to do different episodes, uh, and they're all labeled with who does it. And usually Sweet they whispers. have them back repeatedly and have them do sort of a series, but they, they'll be sort of interspersed. Sometimes they might do one ASM artist for several weeks in a row. Sometimes they might mix it up a little bit. Um, 
yeah, so it, it's a it's kind of a, an interesting way to be exposed to new ASM artists uh, that you may not have been familiar with previously. Uh, but so we specifically listen to episodes of Blue Steel. Uh, so Blue Steel is a series where the ASM artist uh, Tarek Sheik. Oh, shit, I should have written down his name. I remember when I heard it. It did it. When I heard it, the pronunciation I think is a bit different from the spelling of his name. Because I did not think. Yeah, his it's, name it's not hard like to pronounce. This. I just forgot to write it down. Mm-hmm. Um, a Scottish fellow who. Yes. At first, I thought this would be sort of like a a Zoolander, um, ASMR series, but it was not. What do you mean a Zoolander ASMR series? Well, it wasn't um in Zoolander? Oh, oh, Blue Steel. Okay, Blue yes. Steel? I think yeah, that's what okay. that was a reference to. Right, I, I've got you. Uh, mm-hmm. It is, in fact, a reference to the fact that each of these episodes he discusses one of the uh, Blu-ray Steelbook or Steelbook Blu-rays from his collection. Now, had you ever heard uh, the phrase Blu-ray Steelbook before this? I'm not sure that I had, but I knew exactly what he was talking about. I had no idea. I had to look it up. Okay. I mean, like, yeah, I could, I could tell sort of from the context what it was. It's like a DVD or something. Um, I, I did know what Blu-ray was. Well, it's a Blu-ray. Was. <laughs> yeah, it's a, well, it's a, Blu-ray is basically a DVD, John. Are they different? Yeah. Well, I mean, they're, I mean, they're, they're, like, they're both the same I mean, shape. They're, they're, and, it's the same form the same factor. Shape. They're like the same size. It's just like one of them's blue, and it only works on <laughs> more expensive It's different machines. technology, and like Blu-ray holds a lot more, and it's higher definition. Well, but okay, so like if I've got if I've got like a little, you know, USB hard drive or something, right? You know, you can have ones that hold five hundred and twelve megabytes. You have ones that hold you know eighteen gigabytes or something. Are those different formats? No, but you like a a DVD player. So the can't storage play isn't really a fair. Yeah, I mean, a, a DVD player cannot play Blu-ray. They are fundamentally different encodings, but I think they are. It's it's a DVD. Okay, that, that's fair. That's fair. I'll accept that. Uh, so, in any case, it's not that important. Uh, what, what he does is, is he has a collection of Blu-rays with steelbook cases. So it's a probably not actually steel, but some type of metal case. They're sort of special collector's edition, uh, probably limited releases of various movies with a bunch of bonus content. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he has a whole collection of a bunch of them. And so in each episode, he'll take one, he'll talk about the casing a little bit, he'll talk about um, any sort of like extras in the case, and then he will discuss the movie and talk or do a little plot synopsis. Uh, so you do get the sound effects of him handling the case, as well as uh, him talking. Uh, he's sort of on the border of like, or no, sorry, he, he, he does whisper more than he speaks softly. Um, it's not binaural, which is disappointing for me. Um, but otherwise, I, I do find it to be uh, pretty relaxing and enjoyable. Yeah. Nice. Um, so yeah, I... Well, I guess my opinion on this, it was a little bit different than I'd expected. Okay. I had originally gone into this um, this week's sort of you know task of we have to, we have to listen to something. I was like, okay, yeah, this is going to be an easy one for me, because I listen to a lot of podcasts. Um, I was sort of all ready to just burn through a whole bunch of blue steel. Okay. 
But then I quickly realized that an ASMR podcast doesn't really work for pretty much all of my podcast use cases. Yeah, it's not really something you want to, like, listen to when you're, like, commuting into work or something. It's not really... Or, like, at the gym. Yeah. <laughs> or doing dishes. Or no, doing it's, anything it's really... except for sitting uh, sitting still in a quiet room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So it was, yeah, it was interesting. I, I had, I had, I think listening to this has made me, made me feel like maybe ASMR podcasts, maybe, maybe podcasts about ASMR uh, sort of really are more practical than ASMR podcasts. <laughs> Gave me newfound belief in our particular medium. <laughs> well, I, I don't know that a uh, ASMR podcast is really any different from a uh, ASMR YouTube video. You're going to watch them in pretty much the same scenario. You're going to be able to find them on pretty much any internet-enabled device. Uh, it's yeah. just one has a video component and the other doesn't. Mm-hmm. Although, that said, I do find myself more inclined to hop on YouTube and search for um, ASMR videos than I do to like search for ASMR podcasts. Well, it's an it's, you know it's an additional bit of stimulation in a yeah in an artistic form, which is typically not super um super stimulating by design. although i guess it, it, yeah it is by design though that it is not super stimulating mm-hmm. um but i, mean, I, think I that am often the trying fact to... that it's not stimulating means that it can often be difficult to hold attention that's fair although oftentimes i am listening to it like right before i go to bed and so the entire point is that it will sort of like lull me into sleepiness hmm. oh actually you know what john Mm-hmm. Uh, I have a another little side quest here, maybe. Okay. Um, so I have, uh, you know, as as the our longtime listeners may know, I've moved into a new apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, we we had our sort of special guest last week, the train. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> um, he's been he's been coming around quite a lot, but you know, it's it's a uh, it's survivable. But one thing yeah. about this place is uh, sort of thin walls. Oh, that's fun, especially yeah. with like your your new friend train stopping by all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, I sometimes like to listen to a podcast in bed. Okay, be like I'll, I'll put a podcast on and just sort of lay around and fall asleep to it or something. Mm-hmm. But I don't really feel comfortable doing that if like you know, other people can hear it. Yeah, so you don't use headphones; like you use a speaker or something. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I, yeah. I find it uncomfortable to fall asleep with like earbuds in. We yeah, no, I, I I agree. That's fair. But I made a purchase recently. A, a oh, device it... called Cozy Phones. <laughs> is it one of those like uh like sleep mask headphone things? It is a sleep mask headphone combo. And I gotta say, delightful. I'm, a, I'm a big fan of it. It's um, it is so so. It's basically you know it is a it is a sleep mask, a sort of piece of cl- piece of cloth you put around your head. And there are these sort of foam microphone uh, headphones that you can move around inside of the cloth. So you can position nice. them right over your ears. Uh, it's pretty quiet, um, but also very comfortable. I can I can sleep on my side with them on. It's something oh, I was nice. not originally expecting. Wow. So yeah, I would recommend Cozy Phones to our... Uh, listeners who like to listen to podcasts as they go to bed, but don't want to use their phone speakers. Uh, so let's see. Uh, so moving back to our main quest, mm-hmm. uh, did you 
Which uh, episodes did you listen to, and what did you think of them? So I listened to the first three episodes, um, Big Trouble in Little China, Star Wars, and The Godfather. I thought, all in all, that the the premise was, I think, interesting. Um, You know, it could be nice to get um, sort of varied ASMR content, and the idea of um, whispered sort of movie, uh, not really reviews, but sort of descriptions... I, I, yeah. I liked his reasoning of, you know, well, there's already so much shouting on the internet that I'm just going to bring things down a notch. Yeah, I really like that. Yeah, it is very much, it is just a description. He explicit, or he specifically does, avoids doing reviews. Yeah. Um, I thought that, let's see, I think that sometimes I found the uh, descriptions a little grating when he got to the plot. Because he was, he was pretty clearly reading off like an article or... But yeah, that's, that, that's fair. And it often yeah, it might have been I nice thought, if he had like come up with the the uh, plot synopsis himself. Yeah, and the I, you know, and it's, 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 it's there's nothing wrong with reading a plot synopsis, but this is a very detailed plot synopsis that he would often read the first third of. <laughs> and oh yeah, he does do that sometimes. I think this is particularly notable in Star Wars and The Godfather. Hmm. Perhaps less so in, in some of the other ones. Which Blue Steel episodes did you listen to, John? Uh, so I have listened to all of those. Because um, I, I first came across this podcast uh, probably not quite a year ago, but a, a while ago. Um, and I've listened to it periodically since then. Uh, but most recently I listened to an episode on aliens and um, another episode uh, about a different horror movie. Uh, Was it Night of the Living Dead? Yes, that's it. Thank you. Uh, yeah, so I listened to Night of the Living Dead and Aliens. Um, and yeah, same format as all the others. I still enjoyed them for the most part. But I did find it a little, like, a little less useful to listen to a description of a horror movie plot than, like, some of the other movies. Cause... Yeah, it's a sort of funny thing to to be doing in your, in your ASMR style, like... Eh? I mean, yeah, like it certainly to, like, wasn't Army of Darkness, Akira. <laughs> yeah, like it certainly it? wasn't like I mean I don't know actually I've never seen either movie, I don't think. So I don't know how scary they are when you actually watch them. The You've like the plot synopsis is not. I think you watched that. I don't know. Place. I I've I've seen some Living Dead videos. I don't think I saw this one. Hmm. Night of the Living Dead, that was like the original one, right? That was the um, the black and white, the sort of first real zombie movie. Uh, I believe Dawn of the Dead predates Night of the Living Dead, because I think... Um, uh, no, Dawn of the Dead was in the the, uh, the film, because the, the, the big thing was the, the director and the lead makeup artist, they split after Night of the Living Dead, and one of them... No, I thought that they the split the after of. Dawn of the Dead, and that's why... It, one of them got the Living Dead and one got like zombies or something. Oh, I got to I got to brush yeah, up on my zombie movie history knowledge. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that uh, it was is Night of the Living Dead because then there's like Return of the Living Dead. Um, right. Yeah, I remember the Dead, there's yeah, Return of the Living Dead. It's not Dawn of the Living Dead, right? It's just Dawn of the Dead. Yeah. Yeah, but that could anyway. be. In any case, uh, hearing the 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 description of these. Horror movies, despite, like, not really being that scary, as you're laying there, like, eyes closed, getting ready for bed, trying to relax, 
there is something like just a little off-putting about it. Mm. Um, you know, it's it's not really that spooky, but I think just given the sort of like, like I feel like you're a little more open to not suggestion, but like I don't know. It's easier for your mind to sort of wander when you're listening to something like late at night and trying to relax. So, like, it, the plot synopsis became a little more, I guess, vivid in my head, which was not ideal, given that it was horror movie descriptions. Hmm. A lot of fun nightmares. No, it, it was fine. <laughs> what? <But, nightmares>? Uh, <laughs> Sorry, what? Oh, I just whispered into the mic a lot of nightmares. Okay. Uh, well, and do you have a nightmare right now? Do you have much more to say about our main quest this week? Uh, I think that's about it. I, I do have to say, you know, I was I was a little critical about the plot synopsis, but this guy's got a great voice. Oh, he really does. Yeah, I would definitely Quality recommend checking ASMR. it out. For sure. Uh, so with that, I think it's probably about time for us to wrap up. And John, you want to you want to take us out? I do. Uh, thank you for listening once again, listeners. We will talk to you again next week. Please reach out to us on Twitter at uh, ASMR underscore quest. You can email us at ASMRquesting at gmail.com. You can find us on iTunes, and we would love if you would give us a five-star rating and review. And please tell a friend. Or two. Thank you. (laughs) And stay tingly.